Joe Burrow is officially questionable for week three against the Los Angeles Rams and the Bengals make a move at quarterback signing old friend AJ McCarron. You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, which means rain, snow, or shine. We have you covered every day with coverage of your favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals, as they're gearing up this week for Monday Night Football with or without Joe Burrow. We appreciate every single one of you who makes us a first listen. All of you who join the Everyday Club and subscribe to the show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Bengals brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply. Let's start with the quarterback position as we have for all of last week, a very dramatic week. For Cincinnati Bengals fans following the progress of Joe Burrow's calf in our latest episode released about an hour before Will Greer signed with the New England Patriots, we were talking about Will Greer and his pursuit of the backup quarterback role that was (laughs) very quickly thereafter cut short and made outdated when he signed with New England on the 53-man roster. And since then, the Bengals made two moves at quarterback. Reed Sinet is back and... In addition to that, A.J. McCarron is back. So two quarterbacks on the practice squad, Will Greer out, and old friend A.J. McCarron back with the team as the Bengals are looking for some quality depth, at least for now, at QB3 on the practice squad. Well, clearly, Jake, the Bengals, they've signed two quarterbacks this week. There's no way Joe Burrow's playing. I'm kidding. All right. Now, I, I don't know if Joe Burrow's going to play on Monday night or not, I got tweets like that. I received them. I'm sure you might have too. And I think on the surface, like let's say you're watching your local news or or how about doing this, watching Locked on Bengals on YouTube and the thought of the Bengals signing two quarterbacks, even if they're on the practice squad, you're like, oh, well, Burrow isn't playing. I actually just think that this is really circumstantial and everyone went to Trevor Simeon on Thursday night and said, oh, well, they're going to sign Trevor. Trevor's not coming on the practice squad. That's why uh, that's why they brought in Will Greer in the first place. And I, I think if they were going to add Greer to the 53 or add a quarterback to the 53, it would have been Greer. Mm-hmm. And so he chose to go to New England. Fine. All right. So then we we look at this situation. I think Reed Sinnott is, is here for Monday night, was here for practice this week, and they were always going to reevaluate their quarterback situation. Not that he wasn't going to be here, but you bring in Trace McSorley, you bring in A.J. McCarron, and you work those guys out. They clearly liked McCarron. I don't think McCarron's going to be elevated. I don't think he's going to play Monday night. I don't think he's in the mix there. But I do think, to your point, it does give them some QB3 depth, and they found their Will Greer replacement. It isn't Reed Sinnott. He's Monday night insurance. I think A.J. McCarron is the replacement for Will Greer. So that's 
that's where that is. I don't think McCarron has anything to do with Joe Burrow's injury, whether or not Joe Burrow will play, whether or not Joe Burrow will be active, all of those things completely independent of each other. And yet the way it is tied together is if Burrow is hobbled, say in a few weeks, hopefully not, hopefully we can put this calf behind us in the near future. But if that's the case, then AJ McCarron very well could be active on game day. Yeah, that's the long-term path. He is, as you said, the Will Greer replacement. But how does he possibly, for anyone who thinks this, how does he possibly get activated this week? That would be incredibly impressive. And that's why I'll say it the way that I'll say it is impressive because he has to catch up in two days without any practices, maybe one practice. He was there for a workout on Saturday. I don't think he was signed for the practice. But you're talking about very limited exposure to this team. And, and then you're, you're going to go be a backup on game day a couple days later. I don't think that is the path. But long term, he's experienced in the NFL. He was playing well in the XFL, which understood is a totally different ball game than what you're seeing in the NFL. But was playing well in his most recent live football action has been around a bunch of teams in the NFL. And of course, last time the Bengals saw him in extended action when he was playing for Andy mm-hmm. Dalton back in 2015. And I know he played a little bit for the Bengals after that in, in very sparing spot work, played four games for them, completed 66% of his passes, had six touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, over seven yards per attempt. Took a lot of sacks in those games, but he was a, an efficient quarterback for the team. He was able to manage mm-hmm. the game. And that's eight years ago. So what version of AJ McCarron exists now? 33 years old now? We'll find out. Here we go. Jake being the ageist, here we go. I think AJ McCarron's good. There, I said it. You know what he is? Wow. He, he's, he's. I'm serious. Uh, he would still be a backup if he didn't. Yeah, a backup quarterback. Yes. Okay. Th- this fan base was clamoring for Brandon Allen like two days ago, man. Two days ago. Just to give you an idea. I think they're... Kind of the same dude. AJ's actually more experienced. Yeah. He, he hasn't, I mean, he just hasn't ever, he hasn't played much since 2015. Sure. Except for the Battle Hawks when he dominated. Yes. yes he was He's the MVP of the league. I, you know, like, the XFL. so we'll see. Uh, it, it is, when I found out that Trace McSorley was the other quarterback, I was like, oh, they're signing AJ McCarron. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, like I was in the media room and I was like, oh, okay. So McCarron is really going to join the team. <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, don't understand the Trace McSorley workout. Stylistically, I, I just. Does, I agree. I yeah. agree with you. You know, I mean, it's like saying RG3, you know, it's not. And they never would work him out. He's a big name, but it's the same, like a running, running athletic quarterback that just, you know, Griffin's obviously on another level than McSorley, but just stylistically, it doesn't make yeah. sense. That said, we should get to Joe Burrow, right? We spent plenty of time on A.J. McCarron. We should talk about Joe Burrow. We should talk about this game. It's Monday Night Football, Jake, and I don't expect A.J. McCarron to be active, but uh, certainly a a big piece of of this practice squad moving forward and and a piece of that quarterback room. But let's talk about the quarterback, the man, the franchise, Joe Burrow, the latest on him, and much, much more coming up next right here on Locked on Bengals. 
Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You don't want to wait around and go through a bunch of Trace McSorley workouts. You want to get to the point and LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you do that. Man, Trace just catching strays. Trace, I, I don't mean any disrespect. Simple to, tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experiences so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Let's talk about the rest of this football team leading into Monday night football headlined by Joe Burrow. Of course, AJ McCarron, not the headline, despite the the time we spent there and and just explaining kind of how he fits into the team and all this stuff. Uh, just just to wrap that up real quick, the the corresponding move, the Bengals were full on the practice squad after signing Reed Sennett back to the practice squad. Garrett Nelson, who they signed, what, a week or two ago to the mm-hmm. practice squad, the, the edge rusher, rookie, University of Nebraska, was released from the practice squad to make space. So we'll see what happens long-term there with those two quarterbacks on the squad and, and see where they go. They bring Sennett back because of his, his uh, experience in the system, of course. Now, Joe Burrow practiced twice this Mm -hmm. week. And if you would have asked me Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday, if I thought Joe Burrow was going to get two practices in, including Thursday, pads on the the most uh, demanding practice of the week, I might have been a little bit surprised. He, He gets two limited practices in, including, uh, I guess it was Friday's, more more intense padded practice and Saturday's traditionally lighter practice, traditionally the, the final practice of the week for the Bengals, lighter work. But seen ramping up a little bit each day from doing the team stretch to, to throwing a little bit in individual to throwing in red zone work over the course of the three days. And, and very notably, this very unusual, hyper-scrutinized, exchange between Burrow and Mike Brown now where Mike where Mike oh. Brown driving his golf cart pulls Joe Burrow out of the warm-up stretch line they take a quick circle around I don't even think they get all the way off the field and Joe Burrow gets off the cart before it even stops moving with a, a bit of a stern look on his face and oh, and thus Good. drama ensues and it lives for you on. for, for oh. me for for many me included oh, in, in you, the minds of, of many that follow this team. You've had dreams and nightmares. It's like Meek Mill, you dreams and nightmares about this. The, uh, and I, I don't know which was the, the last one, but yeah, I mean, so many people saying, oh, Mike Brown said, Joe, you're not playing and this and that. And I, I just, <laughs> I, I think I, you know what it was probably? Hey, Joe, we're having Carito catered for the players on Saturday. 
is that good or do you want something else? And he's like, ah, I prefer Chipotle, but Carrito's okay. I guess. And he's he real upset about it, man. And he made the face like, <laughs> ah, I really like Chipotle. Like it, they did have Carrito uh, catered, by the way, but um, for the players and, and coaches. But I do wonder what was said. I agree with you. I just, why would Mike say that to him now? Like at, at that moment. And then Joe proceed to practice with it and then practice again the next day. Like, I just, I think where I, I wish I would pay a lot of money to know what was said, have audio with the video. That'd be great. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of people just assume with the body language, especially in the facial expression that he said, Hey, you're not playing Monday. And I just, I don't think that's the case. I still don't think as we record this, they know what's going to happen. I think yeah. they have an idea. I don't think they know. I don't think they're entirely sure. I think they're leaning in a direction. I don't think they know. I think, and, and we'll see what happens in, in the next 24 hours plus leading into this game, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, might be less than 24 hours. Uh, from when we're recording this, it's, it's more than 24 hours. So certainly a lot could change. But I think they have an idea. I think they're going to give him a chance to, to see how he's doing on Monday night. And, and then I don't know if we're going to know until inactives are announced. I don't think that Reed Sennett being called up from the practice squad is going to be an indicator either no, way. I, I asked Zach on Saturday that does it matter? And he said he has a pretty good idea in his head. He does not want to reveal it yet. It was very tight to the vest. I don't know how you don't bring him up. I really don't. You, you need a third Either quarterback. Way. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know yeah. how you don't. And, and, and the other the other one would be Tanner Hudson. Like those are your two call ups to yes. me. You, you elevate Tanner Hudson because Irv Smith Jr. is not going to play. Doubtful, I and mean, we don't have to spend much time on it. We'll see if Tanner Hudson can give them something as a pass catcher if needed. And then I think it's Reed Sinnott. I really do. I I, I don't know how you would you would clear Joe enough not only to play, but say, you know what? There's no way he's tweaking this thing because the moment he, if he did Jake Browning's in and you have no one behind him. And as much as people joke about Joe Mixon or Tyler Boyd throwing passes, I, I only want them to throw maybe one pass each this season. Yeah. That's a situation to be avoided. We saw how that went for the 49ers in the playoffs last year. It was not fun for anyone involved. So I, I think they have an idea. Uh, he's obviously not ruled out entirely. And, and the reason that I, uh, I say that is because he, he did practice. Like you said, he practiced yeah. for those couple of days. If he's ruled out, <laughs> if Mike Brown is pulling the plug on that, yep. gol on that golf cart ride, then they get they, there's no reason for him to continue to practice at that point. Get the reps for the guy who's going to play in the game. And that get the said, rest. Get the, the rest, rest for Joe. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't shock me if Mike said, Hey, we know like, cause Mike knows Zach knows Joe knows they, they know what the organization wants to do. And it could just be reinforcing whatever the plan was. And if the plan was, Hey, we're going to sit you on Monday, we're going to give you some time here to get a little bit better. And, and you know, you could just say, Hey, right now we're leaning toward just sticking to the plan. And maybe that's what it was, but we're going to give you the chance. And that's what we said all week about it, right? Was mm -hmm. 
He's going to do everything he can to get back on the field. The Bengals are going to give him every chance to get back on the field, but it wouldn't shock anyone if they step in and say, you know what, we just need to protect you from yourself. Yeah, I, I think a couple of things. One, he's definitely pushing to play. Yes. Two, what Mike Brown probably said was, hey, we're going to stick with the medical staff here. And, and what they say, you know, like I could totally see him being that way where it's like, we're going to, we're not going to rush you here. And, and so let's just see how you're feeling and go from there. That said, you look at some of these, these doctors on Twitter and like re-injury risks. And I forget the doctor that I saw. It's like he, he deemed it like a 20% re-injury risk, but he said, yeah. it's going to be about that for the next six weeks. <laughs> And so what I think Monday is, honestly, is, okay, let's say Joe plays Monday night and gets through it. How does he recover enough on a short week to be ready for Tennessee? I think that's the hard part. I think if they played Monday and then had a normal week and it wasn't a short week, I would be much higher than what I've told you, what I've told many people. I have 60% no, 40% yes on Joe Burrow playing. I, I think... And that 40% Joe Burrow is a, a tornado and he's a force and he's clearly a quick healer and, and he is trying to fight like hell to play. And, and not because he's stubborn or ignorant or no, he knows that he knows they're Owen two though, and that they have to win. You know how important Monday is. It is huge, huge for any of this to matter. Getting a win on Monday night, Matt is, is crucial. And I, I think he knows it. And they need to go into this game, as we've discussed, there will be an altered game plan one way or another, whether it's Joe Burrow being protected from, you know, by the game plan or Jake Browning being protected by the game plan. They, they might be going into this game a little bit with a hand tied behind their back on offense. And they've kind of been there this season according to some reports they they've had to reduce the playbook and and kind of manage the the play calling and playbook around burrow's recovery around burrow's injury but th there are a few things that we can talk about in this football game that i think either regardless of who's playing quarterback will be pertinent one of them is is a running game joe mixon this offensive line taking advantage of yes aaron donald is still there but uh uh defense for the Rams that should be exploitable and and we'll see I mean we just said that about the Ravens but much different defensive coordinator and familiarity with Baltimore right but running game defense I mean all eyes going to be on these units I think this week and, and we should dive into that a little bit more because the Bengals still do have these dynamic weapons in Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd Guys that are saying, you know, we just have to go out there and win our one-on-ones and do our job and help Jake Browning if he is the quarterback or help Joe Burrow if he is the quarterback make their jobs easier. We can dive into those topics and, and some more talk about this game itself coming up next. This episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. And if you're like me, you love the convenience of getting what you want delivered right to your door, especially after a long day when you don't have the energy to go grocery shopping or get those takeout orders. Instead, you want them delivered to your door? Well, DoorDash, especially with their grocery delivery they're doing now, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings. 
conveniently with thousands of grocery stores to choose from. In addition to all of those restaurants, you'll find the best in your neighborhood. Angel boosts your local economy with every order and you'll get exactly what you ordered or DoorDash will make it right. So you can sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them yourself. And if you want even more value, you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DoorDash membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout for a limited time offer and some terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20 and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code Locked on. Don't forget that's code locked on NFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Today's show is brought to you by the best brewery in Cincinnati. Streetside Brewery. Beer is all they make. And well, I'm sure you drink beer. That's why you got to get the street side. And if you're going to the game on Monday, well, stop by street side. They're going to have a tailgate that is going to be booming with drink and food specials, games, prizes, and hopefully the weather is great. If not, well, you just slide on inside to the bar, you belly on up to the bar, and whether it's their New England IPAs, fruited sours, their lagers, they have a brew that you're going to enjoy. 24 taps on hand, plus some new taps that they just released on Saturday for their seventh anniversary. So celebrate with them. Celebrate Monday night under the lights here in Cincinnati with Streetside. And oh, by the way, they have a happy hour Monday through Friday. That includes Monday night football, four to six. So you can pregame there before the game. So check them out right now. They're at 4003 Eastern Avenue in the Columbia Tusculum neighborhood near Lunkin Airport at the west side or the east side. The best side is street side. Let's stay on the topic of this offense before we quickly get to the defense here because I, I think that the Cincinnati defense in this game is is going to be relied upon in, in a big way. And if the defense can do some work, that goes a long way in helping the Bengals win this game, regardless they, they of the quarterback. They have to. They have to do work, yes. to be clear. Yeah. But Joe Mixon, this isn't exactly difficult given his workload this year. Is he going to set a season high in carries and touches in this game? Will we see more from this running back group on the whole, where all four guys are expected to play this week? Chris Evans not on the injury report this week. So will we see four running backs up? Will they all get used? And will it be a heavy workload for Joe Mixon in this offensive line getting downhill? Yeah, I think they have to, have to find a way to at least give the Rams something to think about on the ground if Burrow's out there, and, and hopefully more than that. And I was talking to some players this week, and it's just one said, I was like, especially this week, it would be really good if you could get the ground game going early. And, and he was like, it, it would be good every week. <laughs> And just to be clear, but obviously this week it's, it's important, especially against a guy like Aaron Donald, because the last thing you want is him to really get acquainted with Jake Browning early and, and make Jake Browning feel it or get acquainted with Joe Burrow early. Mr. I'm working through a calf injury. Like that's the last thing you don't want to see 99 much at all near your quarterback. And you could say that every week too, but I think that's heightened, especially this week. So I do think it's going to be interesting to to see what their offense looks like. If it's Jake Browning, do we see more under center? 
do they do they change yeah. in that way? I, I think so. I, I think that you you try to use Jake's legs a bit, some quick games certainly, but then you you lean on these backs. And the thing I wonder, Jake, is who's RB two? How do you how do you because if you're banking on these guys to run the ball, are you banking on Chase Brown a little bit more? Because I think I, I've said this a ton. Chase Brown's the best runner, not named Joe Mixon. The best receiver in that room is probably Chris Evans and the best pass blockers, Trevion Williams, obviously Joe Mixon's RB one, but all these guys have different traits. And so who they rely upon to give Joe a breather, assuming Mixon's getting a ton of carries. I think that's going to be interesting too. And part of the deals probably is do they, do they feel like Chase Brown is ready? Because while he was up and, and got a little bit of run, his one run was not the best. It was probably a little bit awkward for him. I'm not sure how much he's run outside zone from shotgun in his life. That is a fairly unique look. Running outside zone from shotgun is is challenging just because of the the path the running back needs to take to the line of scrimmage, the timing of the blocks from from that alignment just physically. It is a little bit awkward, and I've I've talked to several coaches about this before and and other people who are really nerds about the run game, which I am not a huge nerd about the run game, to be honest, but – Having had those conversations, I know that's an awkward look, which is why I cut him a little bit of slack there. But I do wonder if the coaching staff looks at that and says, uh, you could have executed this play a little bit better as a runner. Is the game going a little bit fast for you? Or are you ready to go out there and, and capitalize on, honestly, a defense that if Joe Burrow was playing and 100% healthy, I would be so bullish on this offense in this game. I know Aaron Donald's still out there, and he's still really good. I know Kobe Turner's been really good for the Rams as a rookie, uh, a guy that PFF, by the way, you probably recall, and and probably many of you were very high on in the pre-draft process and, and their third-round pick. He's been really good, and, and no way around that. But outside of that, some, some pieces you could take advantage of on this defense, even with or without Burrow or with the Gimpy Burrow, the, the cornerbacks, the secondary, not terribly inspiring. And so from a personnel perspective, this is where you would expect to see the improvements of the offensive line show up. Aaron Donald caveat, for sure. You would expect to see these receivers, again, go out there, impose their will on a secondary that shouldn't be as good as them. And, and you would hope that, that Joe Mixon can take advantage of similar opportunities when you look at the general quality of this Rams team who have been impressive and exceeded expectations. But coming into this season, this Rams team was expected to be in contention for a top five pick based on the talent of the roster. Sure. And to me, this is one of those games where your quarterback throws it less than 30 times. But Jamar Chase, I'm going to need you to win now. You can't just meet Brian Callahan one-on-one. And and be and by the way, I love how honest he is with the media. It was great. Side note, Joe Burrow, and this isn't just for Jamar. T said it too, and it's I get what they're saying. Both of those guys have played at less than one hundred percent since becoming Bengals. This idea that anyone's waiting and Joe's waiting Burrow to be one hundred percent is the silliest thing I've ever heard because that's not what happens in football during seasons. Anyways, Jamar, it's time to go out there and ball out. And, and so hopefully they put him in a position to hopefully he does and rewards whoever's that quarterback, because that's, that's the thing is these guys are going to either have to pick up Joe a little bit potentially, or pick up Jake a lot potentially. And that's it. That doesn't mean that you can't throw go balls, but they might not be perfect. And if they're not perfect, you're going to have to rise up and make a play against the secondary. So I think that that's, 
it's a huge storyline, huge factor. These receivers, you can't control the game at receiver, but you can dominate it. And and they really need to win that matchup. Bengals receivers versus Rams secondary, they need to be clear-cut head and shoulders above the Rams. And making plays with the ball. Yards after catch could be a significant factor this week. Are the Rams going to be sitting on everything underneath? They're going to be sitting on those back shoulder passes the way the, 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 the Browns were in week one. These are questions I have that we'll see how they play out in the game. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, you get a couple turnovers, that goes a long mm-hmm. way in helping your team. You, you contain this offense that honestly has, again, been more impressive than you would think they should be through two mm-hmm. games this year, putting up a lopsided number against Seattle and then respectable against San Francisco. And that's driven by the play of Matthew Stafford and, and Puka Nakua, who has been great and is questionable. Sean McVay said, I, I believe on Saturday, that he's expected to play despite being listed as questionable with an oblique injury on the practice report. Tutu Atwell has taken a step for them this year. But again, if you're the Bengals, I'm looking at this team, and yes, Matthew Stafford is good, and Kyron Williams has been good, but I like Trey Hendrickson's matchup with Alaric Jackson. I like mm-hmm. the, the interior of this defensive line in general against pretty much everyone that the, the Rams are throwing out there. Steve Avila, second-round rookie, generally like him as a prospect. He's a rookie, though. He's a second-round rookie. Can you bottle up this running game? Can you, like in the Super Bowl, remember we talked about Matt Stafford wants to give you the ball probably two, three times a game. Can can you take advantage of those opportunities if Stafford presents them to you? And and can you put yourself in a position to force Stafford to make those mistakes? A lot on the defense this week. Mm -hmm. And they should be, relatively speaking, healthy in terms of, of the injury report, the only guy on there that's been up there this week, Akeem Davis-Gaither, but he wasn't on the final injury report with the designation for the game. So Nick Scott, also no designation for the game, should be healthy. Revenge game. Revenge game. This is this should be and, and could be Nick Scott's breakout as a Bengal. I know some have, have been kind of critical of him over the first couple of weeks. All right. Well, this is a perfect time to to break out on Monday night. Yeah. And revenge game for this entire team. I mean, Super Bowl – Revenge yeah. game narratives. Probably there's like five guys. It. There's like five guys for the Rams playing that played in that game. It feels yeah, like so. Man, you see that jersey. The Bengals team is largely the same. A lot sure. of continuity on the Bengals side. Just to the, get the other up. guy. The the other guy that I know the Bengals secondary is leery of. Tutu Atwell burner. Yeah, like he's been good. People in that secondary last year, like dated back to last year, like man, our joint practices. That dude could fly. And he, they've been utilizing him. I think that there are guys more leery of him than Nakua because Nakua is putting up the numbers, but it's very much a scheme aspect of it, he's, I, I yeah, think, is the feeling. He, he's in that Cooper Cup role. He's catching all the inbreakers from the slot in this offense and knows how to get their slot open consistently. It's, it's why Cooper Cup, in addition to him being a really good player, has put up the numbers he's put up in this offense. And Van Jefferson is a guy who... Honestly, I thought would be having a better career than he's having at this point. It'd be silly to write him off. There are good players on this Rams offense. Don't get me wrong. And Matt Stafford has been playing exceptional football for the most part this year so far, now that he's healthy and and back with Sean McVay running things. So we'll see if the defense can, can step up. But 
you got those all white jerseys, the the white helmets, the Ring of Honor night, Monday night football. Going to be a wild environment, I'm sure. The Bengals have been good in these opportunities in these early season Ring of Honor games. So excited to see how this one plays out. James, do you have a quick prediction you would like to issue? Or are, are you holding to, your cards? Congrats to Chad and Ocho. I don't think the Bengals Chad, are going to Chad, and, uh, Chad, or and, Chad Boomer. and Boomer. Yeah, Chad and Boomer, excuse me. Uh, I was already thinking like, because I had not thought of a, a score. <laughs> and so when you were saying that, I'm like, but yeah, Boomer and Chad, no one more deserving. That said, I can't see this Bengals team falling to 0-3. I think they find a way. They're resilient. It might not be the prettiest. They get it done 20 to 17 matt stafford three interceptions do not start him in fantasy i've seen so many people say oh you could just start matt stafford if joe burrow's out no 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 find someone else i would not start stafford this week be a big bounce back game for that bengal z we'll be back we'll have you covered after the game hopefully we're not talking hopefully we're talking about a one and two team we're talking about a, a fantastic recovery here in week three on monday night football but we'll have you covered either way here on Locked On Bengals. So until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.